In medicine and public health, practitioners are trained to implement biologic, behavioral, or technical interventions to address complex health problems. Although such approaches have led to remarkable successes in some areas, they can sometimes obscure the fundamental causes of health problems and structural solutions. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Hector Carrasco, a physician and Doctor of Public Health candidate at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. As part of the journal's Case Studies in Social Medicine series, Dr. Carrasco has co-authored a perspective article about the unintended consequences of misrecognition. Dr. Carrasco, can you explain what you mean by misrecognition and how it affects the way we see the world, both in medicine and more broadly? Of course, Steve. Let's say that when we start exercising a professional career or we enter a new community, we're implanted into a habitus of mind and practice. So by habituation, soon we become used to any injustice in that community or in that professional practice. So this is exactly how hierarchies and asymmetries of power, which depend on social arrangements, are not only reinforced but perpetuated. So what I'm saying here is that this social arrangement depends on the systematic misrecognition of their oppressive nature by both dominators and, and dominated. In that sense, when we talk about medical practice, which is very political, we will say that sometimes doctors misrecognize what is going on in their patient's life and the social structures that produce disease in the patient. And also in my field, in the field of public health, we have also the same. Uh, People going abroad to a community, trying to do well, trying to promote social change and promote health. But then sometimes they misrecognize what is going on in the community and what are the social structures producing disease. And for instance, by having a wrong diagnosis, they start approaching the disease or the illness or the problem in a way that sometimes produces more bad than good. In fact, in your perspective article, you describe the case of a malnourished child with pneumonia in Chiapas, Mexico and a doctor's efforts first to treat the child and then to address malnutrition in the community. How did misrecognition influence the choices that doctor made? Well, in this case, Dr. Oblero failed to recognize poverty and inequality and lack of land as the root cause of his patient pneumonia. So in that case, Dr. Oblero, for example, started an education workshop along with other people from the community and other health professionals. So Their main assumption was that the problem was a lack of knowledge. In this behaviorist approach, Dr. Oblero and his team started teaching some healthy choices around food. Of course, that didn't work. The problem, the real problem was lack of food. Then they started this incubation project, assuming that the problem was a lack of new technologies. And this is a technocratic approach when the problem is sometimes a lack of social rights. And that didn't work. Many things Dr. Oblero didn't know one of them, the doctors don't know much about chicken. And then this community garden, it was about assuming that there is a lack of skills and hard work. This is an elitist approach to social issues. The poor, they lack the skills. They don't work hard. For instance, they, they don't have the outcomes that we have. And the prescribing chickens project was about assuming that there is a lack of international aid and expertise. This is the philanthropic capitalism approach and didn't work. And still the project is going on. Sometimes it seems like for some families it's working, for others it's not doing so well. So, of course, I'm being crude with the words that I'm using. But sometimes as health professionals, many times our actions consciously or unconsciously speak loudly about those or match them perfectly, these approaches. So 
What role did what you call critical consciousness play in getting to the bottom of the causes of the problem? And what steps were ultimately taken, if any, to begin to address childhood malnutrition in this Chiapas community? So if misrecognition is the disease, we can say, at some extent, that critical consciousness is a treatment for the cure. And now this term was socialized by Paulo Freire in the 70s a Brazilian educator, and his book, The Pedagogy of the Press. And this is critical consciousness. It's about an understanding of how the world works and how we fit into, into systems. In other words, this is about being conscious, how we are not only affected, but many times benefit by history and political and social and economic structures around us. In that sense, this is the first part of the critical consciousness framework. The second part is about practice. It's about taking action to transform some conditions around our patients that produce disease. This is practice that makes a reflection, which is understanding the causes, and action, which is actually transforming the realities in our patients in the best way possible. So in that sense, the project didn't work well in La Soledad. And then it was in another community called Matasano. They started another project where these experts in food security this was a big organization, international organization, donated ants and rosters or chickens to families, but now in a communal way. So now let's say that we have 10 different families and they will accept all like 50, 60 chickens and they will take care of them. And every morning they will go to a community kitchen, they will cook together and then they will feed their kids. That will be an extra meal during the day. So that approach kind of worked. And now the second phase of this project is community health workers with early stimulation, so which means that multiple moms come together, a community health worker facilitates this early stimulation exercise, and they talk about food and many other things. And it seems like a, this approach has been working more or less, but still there is a lot to do because the main issues here are about, well, a history of oppression in these communities and Soledad and poverty, of course. What steps can individual physicians take to facilitate the development of critical consciousness for themselves and for their communities? I think think the first step is to recognize that we are experts in the biological causes of disease, that we have some expertise and some knowledge around some physiological, anatomical processes occurring within the body. So that expertise not necessarily allows us to talk broadly about social conditions, so the first thing that we can do, for example, have physicians and public health professionals and nurses, I think is to start to develop that awareness that we are experts in something, but we lack this critical understanding about other social conditions. So for instance, the best thing that we can do is probably listen to our patients, open questions, try to understand the realities through their stories, their narratives. And that would be the first part. The second part is about developing this sense of empathy. Empathy in the sense of you are having an issue. I'm here to support you. This is an encounter. You having a need, me having some technical skills. So let's work this together. And I can put myself in your shoes and try to work with you to solve your issues. And so that would be the second part. In a broader scale, I would say that this is about trying to make our diagnosis uh, a little bit more political. Sometimes I'm foreign to this country. But sometimes I hear about the opioid crisis, for example, which many authors and many people are talking about the opioid crisis in a very different way, putting another label. And they're saying the problem is loneliness. The problem is inequality. The problem is exclusion in the economic system. So probably to get this awareness 
around and, and use these more broader labels, it might benefit our patients. So I, I would say that this part of listening, empathizing, and trying to be very careful with the diagnosis and the root causes that we use to explain diseases, uh, I think that would be a good start. So finally, you mentioned the opioid crisis. You also write in your article that in the United States, health-related issues that could benefit from physicians working alongside their patients include gun violence, food deserts, homelessness. So what would attempts to address those problems look like? How would critical consciousness be developed and what steps would be taken? So in my article, I quote one book called Comrades in Health, the U.S. Health International is abroad and at home. And basically, this book talks about many examples of advocates and doctors who have been working and alongside with poor communities in the world to solve some social issues. So there are multiple examples of doctors taking this responsibility of dealing with some social conditions producing disease in their patients. When it comes to gun violence and opioid crisis and food deserts, I would say that doctors have a lot of power to come with their patients and advocate for them. Another issue that I have seen, for example, in this country is healthcare reform. Still, is for me, it's unbelievable that people in this country, they don't have healthcare insurance. That in others, they're under insurance. This is, that means that they mostly they don't have access to healthcare services because they cannot afford premiums and the co-pays and the, the deductibles. In that sense, I think doctors have a lot of power and they have a voice because they participate in the system. They know the system. They know the conditions of the patients. I would say that when it comes to healthcare reform and other larger issues, they have a, doctors have a lot of power. Nurses, they have a lot of power to do something also. Public health professionals in the way how they frame the research questions also have a lot of power in this. I lack the specifics to tell you the really good examples of the U.S. have to deal with these issues, but I can imagine that in the community there are many examples of doctors already working to solve these issues. Thank you, Dr. Carrasco.